Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, September 16th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am sitting here talking to Mr. Golf Guru, who shot like almost scratch golf his last time out. <laughs> so we're hoping he takes that momentum and gets us some PGA winners. Are you ready to pick the U.S. Open and give us the, the stats that our listeners are going to need to take down some big tournaments? Yeah, I sure am. You know, it's funny. Two times ago, I did shoot quite well myself. And then the next time out, I got stuck in this bunker. It took like four to get out. Uh-oh. And in my prep today, I heard a story about Johnny Miller getting stuck in one of these bunkers at Wingfoot and taking four shots to get out. So, uh, you know, this is going to be a real fun challenge for the best golfers in the world. There's been a lot of talk this week about how difficult it's going to be. But I did uh, I watched a flyover of the course. It was 11 or yeah. 12 minutes long today. Went over every hole, and I love it. Nice. I mean, it's Beautiful. it's just a it's a visually really enjoyable course. I think, yeah. And it's uh you know it's a little bit unique in the design where a lot of the greens slope from back to front, and you've got bunkers on both sides. Right. Greens are greens are really fast. Rough is long. Fairways are narrow, and uh, it's going to be a great test. I'll tell you, man. It for history wise, there's so much history at this course. Uh, I believe this is the seventh U.S. Open they're playing there. Uh, I mean, that just reading about it, I, I had posted something on Discord for our members that sort of talked a lot about Wingfoot and the history and, you know, just how they built it back in the 1920s and, you know, the first rounds played. And then I guess what they did was about six years ago, they came in and redid the greens and made them about 15 to 20 uh, feet uh, bigger all the way around right and we're able to um, you know put some of the original pin placements from a hundred years ago plus you know so uh, it's gonna be exciting it's gonna be very tough you know I'm really excited to go over the stats with you I know you pulled out some really important stats for this event uh, because obviously you know the last time they played the tournament here for the US Open, Plus seven was the winner. So good God, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be quite that tough, but after everything I read and, and I'm interested to hear your take on it, you know, I think, you know, two under could be a winning score in this event. What Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, every time they play a major here, it's usually several over par for the winning score. And right. there aren't many rounds even under par during the week. So I think it'll be pretty similar this week, at, you know, as we've de described here initially, very narrow fair fairways, deep, rough, and it is a long course. It's almost 7,500 yards, and it's only par 70. Right, so that's ridiculous. it's just going to be an absolute There's like a 657-yard hole, something yep. ludicrous like that. Oh, it's so, tough. Yeah, I can't imagine. I And, you know, the one thing I read, and that's why I want to examine this when you go over the stats also— is it is absolutely imperative to be the land the ball in the right spot on the green because if you're above the hole or above into the side of the hole you can't hold the green you're going to be 30 it's going to roll 30 35 feet past the pin so you you know that accuracy of your iron play uh coming into greens is going to be uh beyond important so 
other than having to be extremely long, extremely accurate, uh, having tremendous irons and putting probably better than you ever have in your life, it should be a real simple test, I think. Yeah, because that's right. Because <laughs> then all you have left is your bunker play, and there are some big, deep bunkers here too. So that's that's no easy task. I mean, it is a, a test of the entire game, and that's why I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. So, you know, in, in terms of the stats, the first one I looked at was bogey avoidance. And okay. you know, w- which guys are sort of set up, you know, in terms of this last year's performance to handle a U.S. Open-type situation yeah. Where it is the U.S. Open and we are sort of battling for par. And if you're under par, you're probably going to win. So um, there are some names at the top of the list that are not going to surprise you. you know, Webb Simpson, number one in that category. He's been so yeah. steady. John Rahm, Harris English, Xander's number four. Bryson is number seven. JT's really? number eight. Yeah. yeah. Pretty solid for Bryson, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, Berger's number 10. I'll just give you the, the guys from the top 25 who are playing this week. Abraham yeah. Answer is 12th. Zach Johnson, 15th. My man, Brian Harmon, 17th. Paul Casey, 18th. He owes us a good round or two or four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Tyrrell Hatton, 19th. Hideki, 21st. Brendan Todd, 23rd. Adam Scott, 24th. So, okay. you know, steady players who are – near the top of a lot of statistical categories. Uh, those are the ones who've really stood out in the, in the last year or so in terms of avoiding bogeys. Yeah, obviously that's going to be a, a huge piece of, of this deal for sure. Um, what what was the other, the, the one that I was really interested, I think that you pulled also was, uh, uh, was it save shots? I did total driving was next. Okay, let's talk uh, about that one because I think that's going to be super key because if you can have a, a nine iron or wedge in your hand, then you can place it in the right spot on those greens. But exactly. if if you're hitting it out of the rough and then you're trying to put it on the green in those spots, you're, you're staring at, at uh, bogey at least. Exactly. So what do we so, have? Who's up top there? Yeah, so for total driving, which takes into account the distance as well as the accuracy – Paul Casey is number one for the season. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. And he's he's a nice price, too. He's under 8000 on DraftKings. He's only 9.8 on FanDuel. So it's tempting. You know, we're going to. He's our kryptonite, though, when we yeah. take. He's been yeah. a little bit of jinxy for us, so I'm right. not sure what to do there. Right. Uh, you'll feel better about the guy who's number two in total driving. That's John Rahm. Yeah. Uh, Berger is 12th. Webb Simpson is 14th, Xander is 15th, and Tyrrell Hatton is 24th. So if, if those names sound familiar, all six of those guys are also in the top 25 in bogey avoidance. Mm. So those are some guys that I'm really zeroed in on. I mean, if you drive it long and accurate and you avoid bogeys, I mean, that puts it all together. The physical, the mental, you know, grinding. You got to grind for pars here. And... Yeah, that reminds me. One of the interviews I heard this week was with John Rahm, and he really sounded sort of like he had a peace of mind, you know, mm. having gotten to number one in the world, the recent win, and, you know, just a mentality of he's got the U.S. Open mentality already locked in, talking about you got to keep a bogey. If you're going to have one, you got to keep it as a bogey. You can't have right. the big numbers and just talking about, you know, 
flipping the script, going to the next shot. And, uh, you know, as we continue through this discussion of stats, I like, I really like his profile from the numbers and matching that up with his mentality right now. He's going to be one of my top picks. Very nice. You know, I'll tell you, the thing that makes this tournament a little bit different, you know, uh, the, the stats that you read off, I think, are extremely important. But there's even one more step further with this tournament that makes it so tough. You can't just hit it down the middle, get it on the green, and then just feel great. You're going to have a two-putt at worst. You're feeling good about it. That's not the case here. You, If you're not hot with a flat stick, or you're, you're in big trouble because yep. – uh, there's gonna, you're going to see more like par putts from 12 or 15 feet because they, they didn't get the first putt close enough than you've seen probably all season long. So, you know, I, you know, I think those stats are important, but also combining that with, with getting a hot putter uh, is going to be so key. It's crazy. Um, real quickly here, uh, before we take one, more, one step further, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, BetUS. <clears throat> Go to betus.com.pa and uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous sports book and race book and casino. But as far as the, the, the betting goes for this U.S. Open, I just pulled up for our quiz since you're on an 0 for 1 in your last event of trying to <laughs> win the quiz right. after about 20 wins in a row. But I did pull up the odds. Uh by the way, if you want to sign up with betus.com.pa, uh, they actually have been in existence over 25 years. I've been a member there 13 years. They're terrific. Their payouts are, are great. Um, and you can get a special offer by either going to betus.com.pa uh, and using the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space, or just go to dfscoachtalk.com and click on the banner uh, that, that talks about 125% uh, free play. And with either one, uh, you know, you deposit 100, you get 125 in free play. You cannot beat that. So uh, take advantage of that this week. And the, the, uh, the U.S. Open is a great tournament to, to bet on because they, they basically have it on like 12 hours a day. Uh, so you're gonna, you can watch uh, almost every shot. All right, I'm going to give you real quickly uh, the – updated uh, number that I just pulled here for the top 10 favorites in this tournament. And then we're going to quiz you on 11 through 15. So no click. I'm listening for clicks on your computer. No cheat. (laughs) Dustin Johnson, the favorite, of course, plus 750. John Rahm, plus 850. Justin Thomas, plus 1100. They've been one, two, three now, you know, quite a while in uh, these tournaments. Rory's still up there, number four, 1,500. Xander Shoffley, 15. Your boy, Colin Morikawa, is only 15. So he's in there with the bigwigs. Then you take a pretty steep jump down to DeChambeau at 2,300. Cantlay at 28. Simpson, 22. And Berger at 28. So that, that group is your top 10. So your quiz is... Out of the next five, all I'm asking for is two, and you can have two misses before Ooh, you get Man, the 11 to 15 challenge is tough. Piece of cake. Oh, oh, you got this. You got this. How about Tony Finau? He is number 15. By the skin of your teeth, yes. sir, he yes. is at plus 2,900. 
How about Tyrrell Hatton? He did not make it. I like Tyrrell Hatton, though. He should. He's he's down at number 18 at plus 4,000. That's a good number. Okay. Got one more miss for the 0-2 oh oh, uh, slump. How about Hideki? Hideki Matsuyama is correct. He's yes. Plus, plus 2,600. So you need, did you win or you need one I more? I won. I got my you two. Won. You got it. All right, man. You did it. Uh, back on your winning streak. Uh, the other guys in that group are Daniel Berger, 2,800. I didn't say Berger, did I? I thought you did. I, yeah, I thought you said he was 10th. Did that one? 9th or 10th. Oh, he was 10th. I'm sorry. Jason Day, number 11, plus 2,900. Then you got Hideki. Tony Finau. 2,900, Patrick Reed, 3,000. And then the, the last guy that you didn't get was Tommy Fleetwood is also tied for that spot. So interesting. Right outside of that group, uh, just for the last few I wanted to mention, because it's interesting, it's Adam Scott, Terrell Hatton, like we mentioned, Justin Rose, and then some guy by the name of Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. You can get plus 6,000 on El Tigra. <laughs> and then you got guys that have just, it's bizarre because you got Ricky Fowler, who's big fat odds again, our guy Paul Casey that you can make a case for, uh, and then some other great players. I mean, Matthew Fitzpatrick, who's had a hell of a year, Hovland, Woodland, Wolf, English. I mean, those guys are playing good golf. So, man, I'll tell you, this, this has been the toughest, I think, that we've had all season long to pick. I mean, you've got all the top guys. You've got a course that sort of evens out all the, the you know, possibilities here and uh, really creates a wide-open tournament. So uh, very, very interesting. Give us, give us some more of your uh, stat knowledge or what else can we look at basing as we're building I this? I will. Course? I'm happy to do that. I'm going to okay. give you a quiz, actually, on, oh. as I transition to the next stat. Okay. Uh, it's about it's about a guy who just came up. It's Tony Finau. Okay. And here's my question for you. Do you think he ranks higher for the season last year in total driving or strokes gained approach? Uh, strokes gained approach. Nice call. I'm not sure I would have gotten that. I mean, the guy, the, the numbers he's jumped silky, out of me. But he's silky with those irons, man. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, he's everything is silky. That I guy love his smooth swing. It's, oh, it's, it's just it's beautiful. beautiful. He's amazing. But the thing is, he drives it so far. He's 13th in total driving. And yeah. by the way, I mean, he could probably be top two or three if you wanted, but he hits a lot of three woods. But because he has such total drive, such distance, I thought his total driving score would, would be higher. Because he's not known as this amazing iron player. But as he's it turns solid, out, though. under, yeah, he's underrated. The thing yep. that kills him is the flat stick, man. The putter hurts. He, the putter he hurts. misses five footers all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. And and the driving accuracy. I mean, that's what really pulls him down in the total driving. Right. And on a course like this, playing out of the rough, it, it's really going to be challenging. So, you know, I'd like to get some exposure to Tony Finau. But um, it is it is going to be tough for him if he can't drive it in the fairway. So plus the uh, greens, man. I don't know if yeah. you're not silky with that flat stick. I just don't know because you you've got to. 
Uh, but again, you know, the, if he's putting it in the right spot, you're below the hole and you can take a run at it, then you, you should be good to go. So it's going to so be that, tough. Yeah, it is. That transitions me to the next stat, which is the strokes gained approach. And as I was funneling it down with these guys who were top 25 bogey avoidance, top 25 total driving, and then who out of that group is in the top 25 strokes gained approach? There's only three guys who hit mm. all those categories. Tyrrell Hatton's number four in strokes gained approach. Yeah. Webb Simpson, number six. And once again, Paul Casey, number nine. Oh, my God. He's haunting us there. <laughs> you know, let me ask you this, though, because I, I put Simpson in my lineup in that last event, and he just didn't play well. Right. And I know we had talked on the show, and you had said he's just missed a week. He wasn't quite right. I mean, yep. is is that still in play in this I, game? In this, no, I do. I think yeah. it's still an issue. Yeah, he didn't play that well in Boston. Then he right. skipped. He skipped the BMW to get ready for the Tour Championship, and we thought yeah. maybe that would give him an advantage, some extra rest, stay down south. But it didn't really help. You know, he's no. just a little bit off. And so these stats that we've gone through, of course, are for the entire season last year that just ended. So, right. you know, that's the thing. It's a big decision. Do you go with Webb, who checks the box on so many stats, sure so does. many categories, looks so good on paper, but recent form, it just hasn't matched it. So, yeah. you know, out of the guys that we've been talking about with these great stats, he is the guy that I'm probably going to question the most. You know, I agree with you. And that my whole point there is, you know, being in this world of COVID that we're in right now and all these chopped up seasons and shortened and bubbles and everything else, you know, all that statistical analysis, all the optimizers, everything that you, you you are used to using, they all help, but they're not nearly as accurate as they've ever been before because these are all new scenarios. These are all new, uh, no sample size situations. So, you know, recency has a tendency to be the biggest thing. I mean, let's let's look at Paul George in the NBA. I mean, the dude statistically in every category and everything he did his whole career has been fantastic. He showed up at the bubble and just wasn't mentally right. And as much as we tried to squeeze a, a big games out of him, the dude just never was right. And, you know, it showed in that in that game yesterday. I mean, a couple of those shots were like off the side of the bank. I mean, mental yeah. kind of blocks. So, you know, I want to start looking at those tendencies and I think Simpson falls in that tendency because, you know, I, I went against my better judgment and plugged him into a lineup that was a good lineup. And he really hurt me in that, you know, in Atlanta. And, you know, again, I you warned me because he just isn't really sharp. And I don't think you can come to this course and not have your full game together. You've got to find the guys like the DJs and the ROMs and maybe guys just coming into it like McElroy or even Thomas, you know, the guys that have shown consistency since the return to golf, I think, you know, are key. Now, McElroy hasn't done that till recently, but, you know, again, he's in the conversation uh, as well. But I want to bring that point up because, you know, I built my lineup and I've already built uh, my lineup on FanDuel and DraftKings uh, based on, you know, everything we discussed, looking at the statistical piece of it. But trying to weigh that recency card because, 
you know, this is not a week you can get away with not having your A plus game, not just your even, you know, mid A game. So, uh, you know, and I want to start talking briefly here about sort of our builds because, you know, you've got some pricing that's different on the two sites, but you can still maneuver around uh, who you want to put at your base. Uh, so what I want to share on this show with you, Andrew, and get your take on it is my three top guys. And then I am going, to, I have three, three value play guys and a couple other I'm considering uh, that I'm going to chew on this evening and then share in Discord tonight uh, because we will both be pl uh, putting up our uh, core lineup on DraftKings, uh, not the full lineup, just our core, and then the full lineup on FanDuel and Yahoo. So we're going to get you three golf swings at it uh, and from both the right side and left side. So there That's you right. go. So can I give you my first pick? I'm looking forward to it. think you're going to be surprised. Okay. Xander Shoffley. Oh, I like it. I'm you sold. You like that pick? Sold. I yes. mean, you know, he's, his price is 11-4 on FanDuel, similar on DraftKings. And, I mean, the, the dude is just so rock solid, so straight. He's long enough. Great, great putter. I just think, you know, he's floated around having a big tournament but really hasn't put the last few pieces together. He's sort of under the radar here, being like the sixth, seventh highest priced guy. I just I like him as an anchor. He, I, I have a lot of confidence in him. Yep, this could be a this could be the major for Xander. You know, he recently fired his dad as his coach. You know, what? Long, yeah, his longtime coach, and they've gone back and forth. They've had their ups and downs. I I don't think it's a major deal, but he had been kind of scuffling a little bit, and then he's really picked it up here recently, the last huh. couple of weeks. So I think. You know, with with that transition, with his stats, the way he's playing here, uh, this this really could be his time. So I, I love that pick as one of your core guys. Awesome. All right, I'll continue with mine, then we'll dive into yours. I guess we'll try it a little differently this week. Um, my second guy, he's been riding the consistent train for me, and he's been super steady. He always gets me a one of those late Sunday tee times and he's always messing around in the money and that's justin thomas i mean he's he's steady uh i do know and this is my concern i've seen him spray some balls to the right off the tee which would be death in this tournament but i'm hoping he's able to to, to straighten that club out um of the three guys that are at the top of my list i'm actually most afraid of him and he's he's a higher price than the other two but, I mean, if you look at him statistically, his results, his top tens, what he's done, I mean, even when he is spraying a driver or two, he usually scrambles back. I mean, the dude made a, a birdie the other day from he was right off the tee on into a bunker that only two guys went into all week long. Then he hit the approach, and it was in the other bunker, and then he hits it about 12 feet, and he makes birdie four on a par five. So, I mean, one thing he can do is he can scramble back in a play if he does spray a few. So, you know, he's steady. He's so, somewhat unflappable, and I think he'll at least give us a, a good run. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about him. He was sort of in my gut as a guy who felt like this would be 
uh, a great spot for him for, for some of the reasons you mentioned. And then there was one stat that jumped out at me that I didn't like and it kind of surprised me because I was doing a breakdown of JT versus Rom. And okay. the thing that jumped out at me is that driving issue. Justin Thomas last year ranked 144th in driving accuracy. Yeah. And that is not going to cut it this week. No. So, that, you know, that's the one stat that puts him uh, a tier below some of the other studs. You know, I, I was in, you know, I'm a John Rom guy. I mean, we battled John Rom yeah. versus DJ and everything all year. But, you know, I, I saw Rom hit a lot of balls right off the tee, too. Mm-hmm. And, and that, you know, that last tournament, I mean, he just bombed the ball to the right. I mean, not just like out of the fairway, like over trees. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I think it's razor thin there. Uh, Justin Thomas can be magical with that putter too. So it's close. I, I get the, the Rom Thomas and they're about the same price. And, uh, you know, that's going to be a tough one. I may play a GPP, you know, where I flip those guys just to have, uh, have some exposure there. And then I'm going to give you my third guy. You're never going to guess this guy, not in a million years. You're going to guess this guy. Cause I don't like the guy personally at all. And, not that that's a reason not to take him, but I just don't trust him usually. But if you look at the scores that he shot, the under par rounds, he's had like the lowest round of the week, two of the last, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the lowest, the lowest round of the four, one of those days, the last two, the last three weeks. He can always go low. Uh, at least all the crap that was going on with him about cheating and all that stuff is gone, and it's Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed... I think is one of the top five talented golfers on the planet. And he's just always been in his own head. But if you look at his stats this year, 18 out of 21 cuts, super, I mean, 64, 66, 65. And yeah, he has some rounds where he loses focus a slight bit, but he's long. He can really putt. And, you know, if he gets the irons consistent, you know, he's the kind of guy that can bite, snap up there at single-digit ownership and win the thing. So I'm willing, you know, at that 10 or sub, just under 10 number, uh, I think the value on him, when you look the fact that he's sandwiched in there with guys that you haven't even heard a whisper on the, the leaderboard, like the Justin Roses and Ricky Fowlers, and, you know, those, you know, you haven't even heard their guy, those guys read you know, he's consistently not really been in the run to win stuff, but he's always in that top group. He's got that Sunday tea time and he shoots the bo- shoot scores on the weekend. You know, he's not afraid. He, he goes after it. And you've seen that with his rowdy Ryder Cup things. The more pressure and intensity, I think he feeds off of that. Yeah, Reed is one of those guys that I don't like to play too much either, just because of the personality and the the scandals, and it's just it's a riverboat gambler kind of play. Yeah, but it can yeah. pay off though. Yeah, it's one of those deals where you don't play, and then he he you know has a great charge on Sunday, like you describe. All of a sudden, he's in the top five, and you really wish you had him because he is a decent price. So I I, I understand the attraction, but <laughs> well, too much did, of a risk. Well, you know. He didn't make my first lineup, but, um, you know, again, I, 8500 on DraftKings is a good price. 
the pricing on DraftKings is tougher to me this week than FanDuel. You know, yeah. FanDuel, it's a little bit easier to get two studs in there. On DraftKings, it's a lot harder. So you just got to play around with the build and, and compare the pricing on both sites. Absolutely. And, you know, this isn't one of those tournaments that's heavy weighted at the top where you can say, okay, you get two studs and then you can build in. All, I mean, you it's not even easy picking the studs. You got to you got to make some tough choices. I mean, you know, you look at my build right now. Can I it, no DJ, no Rom, no McElroy, you know, all the I mean, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be really interesting. So give me a couple of your guys. And then we'll wrap it up here because I I want to I want to save our value guys for our Discord. This yeah. this is the U.S. Open. Our guys have been pounding away at golf. We've been getting real close. I want this to be our takedown week where we see all those DFS Coach Talk badges up there uh, on on all three sites. Yeah, I'll just follow up with with two of the higher price guys that we've talked about. Rom is is one of them. As you mentioned, you know, in recent weeks, I have not been on him as much as you. Um, been a little bit Bizarre more. Bizarre how we flipped it. <laughs> yeah, been a little bit more on DJ, uh, but I just like all the stats for Rom um, and everything we discussed earlier in the show here today. And then the other guy I'll mention is is Hatton. Um, just really so solid all year, um, and and such a great price for a guy with that statistical profile oh, to yeah. be. Only eighty one hundred on DraftKings and That's under ridiculous. ten under ten thousand on FanDuel. Yeah. He just he just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think he's underpriced. You know, statistically, if you look at him, I mean, he's he's seriously underpriced. Yep. And he's only made ten out of eleven cuts. That's all. You right. know, and that that's the thing. He doesn't get much pub because he doesn't play over here all the time. He plays in Europe, so uh, I think that's a fantastic pick as well. No doubt about it. All right, a couple things. I want to thank our uh, presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Go there, get that 125% free play uh, when you sign up at dfscoachtalk.com. Uh, definitely uh, check those guys out for your uh, – There's all. did you see the bets on there? I mean, you can bet top five, top 10, top 20, head-to-head, round-by-round, you name it. Uh, you basically can – you know how many guys times the guys scratch their backside you can almost bet on 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 this tournament so yeah, definitely hit some of those prop bets on there check us out on uh twitter at dfs coach talk you can follow any of us i'm at joe sarvati j-o-e-s-a-r-v-a-d-i andrew is at language olympic and our man shane is at d-e-t sports shane if you're watching this right now on youtube smash that like button thumbs up subscribe we need you to subscribe we want to keep moving up the algorithm there on youtube and hit the little alarm up in the right hand corner so you know uh you get a nice alert when our new podcast uh post and with golf all seven day a week nba uh three day a week nfl i mean we have podcasts posting all the time so that alarm really will will help you know when they go up and sometimes they're up at two in the morning because we're up doing uh, you know, pods for the next day, etc. Instagram also check us out DFS underscore Coach Talk, and uh, you know, it was really awesome that the folks at Bet US did a little story on DFS Coach Talk and posted that uh, on Instagram. I think uh, uh, our listeners will find uh, that really a good thing to check out. So please do. Um, also, if you're listening to us through 
all of the podcast uh, airways, if it's iTunes, Spotify, um, Podbean, iHeart, you name it, uh, please give us a quick like there. We have a monthly contest that in two weeks that we choose for. It's the end of each month where you win a free monthly membership. Uh, if you're drawn for just putting five stars on iTunes and a little comment or giving us uh, also the like on Spotify. So we really appreciate everybody there. Our uh, charity of choice here is bonbon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. It is a wonderful, wonderful charity set up by the Bryan family. All right, man, any last golf words from the switch hitting Right-handed, left-handed player Andrew Hansen. No Seamus. No Seamus in this tournament. No Seamus Power, so that's unfortunate. Oh. But um, what about Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for golf, if you want our lineups, then jump in as a member. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. Grab one of our memberships. You can get a week, a month, or a year, or our fall special that takes you through the end of the year. And if you're new to the program, you're listening to golf, you don't know about our basketball and football or baseball, whatever membership you get, you get access to all of our sports. So every lineup that we give out every day will be included in, in that membership. So we'd love to have you join tonight, and you'll get those golf picks tonight. Uh, if you hurry, well, you probably won't get baseball tonight, but you'll get basketball, football, and baseball tomorrow on Thursday on what's going to be a really fun day as well. Can't wait. This is going to be a fun week. I love the U.S. Open. It's a blast. We're into the conference finals in the NBA. Can't ask for more than that. And then baseball, because they have this little tiny season, they're in their home stretch already with crazy teams like the Marlins about to make the playoffs. So it's going to be a lot of fun there. And then football, uh, Andrew and, and uh, Shane crushed week one, so they're off to a super hot start. So Definitely join us. We'd love to have you. And uh, we will certainly catch you all again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.